0: Hey y'all, welcome to A Little Juju Podcast. I'm your host, Juju Bay. A Little Juju Podcast is the podcast that is all about blackness and spirituality and manifesting the magic within ourselves and reclaiming our ancestral power, knowledge, and traditions. Today's episode is, I feel like I just kind of want to freestyle today. I just kind of want to talk and just process some of the things that I've been thinking about with y'all. Um, I'm pretty chill today, if you can't tell I'm like, I've had a lot of weed today <laughs> So I'm so calm, I'm chilling, I just had some red wine So I'm feeling myself, I'm happy to be recording I'm happy that you are taking a listen And uh, let's do this thing, all you need is a little juju All you need is a little juju All you need is a little juju all you need is a little juju, all, all you need. need is, all you need, all you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju, a little juju, a little juju. A little juju, a little juju is the way. It's how I start my day. Can't for no say Can't for no say And I'll never it's give never play. play. I'll take your photos to, to the, the grave. grave. But that ain't even my thing, I just stay at the crossroads, pray I just pour a little honey from my bae to make them stay Cause I hate when Baileys, but I manifest a little with my Baileys I'm my ancestors' babies, so I give them everything that they gave me yeah. Hey y'all, welcome back <sighs> I'm just sitting here Freestyling this episode Trying to catch y'all up on my week You know, I think I had a decent week This week um, I got a lot of stuff done at work Like a lot of You know, thinking through new ideas And making decisions And, you know, I've been on this Like trying to step into my power Not running away from the fire That I have within me And like also trying to like Build the fire within myself and I've definitely been doing that. So I think this week was like me taking those steps and also feeling the heat and I don't know. It's just it's just been good vibes. I made some music. Um I had a friend come up and oh Max it Max is the one who um he uh produced the intro song. So he came up, we made some music, like finally I've been writing and you know, I've been able to listen to beats Like just stuff that I needed to do So, you know, maybe be on the lookout for a little EP Or something in the future I don't know But, yeah, just like really flexing my creative muscle And also like my, my like power muscle So that's been good And, um, healing I think every day And preparing to, um I'm going home for like, you know, holiday time So like all the things that come with you know, thinking about family and emotions that come up and also who you got to go see and visit and what are you going to do and who you're going to make time for? What do you have space for? What do you want to deal with? What do you don't want to deal with? So all those kind of things. But yeah, I've been like pretty happy. Like, dare I say, been feeling cool. Um, like, can't even complain. So yeah, shit, shit, is, shit is nice out here. Um, but this week, I was thinking a lot about Christianity and, you know, how I think that being Christian before and then trying to be a part of and learn about an African traditional religion is really, it can feel extremely overwhelming And having that kind of Christian mindset, which is what we've been, a lot of us have been taught under and trying to apply it to an ATR generally, it doesn't work. And it makes this process of of connecting with the ancestors, of connecting with other deities, deities really hard because you're looking at it through a lens that you've been, I mean, that's been indoctrinated in us from birth, specifically in the States, even if you're not Christian or you weren't raised Christian, you've still been deeply influenced by Christianity because It is the, you know, the religion of the USA. (laughs) Like, it is part of our, you know, our songs that are supposed to represent us as a country. And it's, you know, God is on the money. And so, like, we're always influenced by religion. We're always influenced by spirituality. And so the dominant spirituality, uh, specifically being Christian. And so me having been raised as as a Catholic... Um, you know, I was just thinking about that this week and and trying to process what it all means. So wanting to talk about that too. Battle first, I have to talk about, you know, I just be you on know, my pop culture shit sometimes. and I, I just these these people confuse me. <laughs> like these rappers are confusing me. Let's start with Kodak Black all you need is a little juju oh well before i get into sweet kodak black i would like to shout out the patreon i'm sorry the patrons on patreon again patreon is the way that you can support and help sustain a little juju podcast monetarily with a monthly donation of three dollars a month you can pay more you can pay less it's up to you but just asking that folks um if you're able to make a long-term commitment to the podcast, because I want to make this a long-term show. Um, so I got two new patrons since last week. Um, so shout out to Jasmine Curtis for becoming a patron of the podcast. Also uh, shout out to Stacey Jordan Shelton for being a patron and shout out to Cece, see both sides like Chanel who upped her pledge, um, this month so thank y'all so much I'm mustering up all of the good juju and sending it to you from my heart and like just sending you so much love and gratitude because I literally can't do this show without supports and that's a really beautiful way I just like don't take it for granted when people send me money and give me money like that means something money means a lot to us In this society, in this capitalist world And so we gotta hold on to our money It's so many things that we have to buy So for folks to see it in me that they would Like Gift me with something that is just So needed and necessary For so many of us It's like I don't take that lightly So y'all are getting all my good Juju and prayers and love. So I thank you so much. If you would like to donate to me and become a patron, you can hit me up on patreon.com slash jujube. It'll all be in the show notes. You can also uh give if you want to do a one time donation, less commitment, you can hit me up on the PayPal, uh, which is um the Bay at gmail.com, also in the show notes and cash app. If you just trying to do a little quick something, there are so many other ways to support me though. Um, Actually in this moment, let me shout out, hold on. Let me, let me look right now. Yes. Let me shout out Rose Petal Dreams on IG. Rose Petal Dreams hit me up and said that the link to um, Millennial Soul Foods website didn't work and that I needed to update it um, because I had spelled millennial wrong in the show notes. And so Folks couldn't access the link. And Rose Petal Dreams came through and let me know that the shit didn't work so I could easily change it so y'all can check out Key on site and that all my information will be correct. Like, that is the shit that I love. Like, honestly, I was so happy. Like, I just felt so loved in that moment that someone reached out like, hey, boo, like, we don't know each other. Love your podcast. Your link don't work. Like, I think you spelled millennial wrong. <laughs> like, so shout out to Rose Petal Dreams. Like that is just, That was just such a beautiful way that I felt supported and, and loved on. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Sending good juju to you. And sending good juju to all the people who um, shout me out, tag me on IG, tag me um, anywhere on the internet, on the interwebs, and say that you love the podcast. When people are asking, like, oh, what podcast should I listen to? Y'all tagging me and the reviews on Apple Podcasts and wherever you're listening – to the subscriptions, all of that, that matters to me. It deeply, deeply matters to me. So I thank you all for supporting me in that way to continue to share and and show love. And I'm sending y'all all the love that you send me like times a thousand. So thank you, thank you, thank you. All you need is a little juju. Okay, so Kodak Black. Remember, I think a couple episodes ago, I told y'all that I saw a Cardi B in concert and Kodak Black performed... Um, He is a pretty popular rapper out now I don't really know what to say about him He's just a rapper Um, In and out of jail a lot He has some very problematic charges (laughs) against him But his music is cool Um, But anyway Yeah, I just saw a concert he was in And I said that his spirits were really loud They were like really powerful And just I could feel them And feel the energy uh, when he came out to perform at the show So this man this week he did an interview, because I think he has an album that's about to come up. So he was doing some, you know, promo at the radio stations. And he was talking about Haiti, because he's, he's Haitian. And he was telling the radio host, like, I'm not going to go to Haiti, because um, he's scared of going there because of the voodoo. And he's like, his, his grandma has a house in Haiti. You know, when his grandpa died, he was going to go. But, like, he just something... Something pushed him from going because of all the voodoo shit that his mom told him about and that people in Haiti will probably eat him if he goes or he won't, if he goes to Haiti, he probably won't ever come back or, or he'll never be able to perform again. All it is over some voodoo. I'm like, boy, first of all, you ain't that important. Why is anybody eating you, Kodak? Why Why is voodoo being associated with eating a Haitian man? You. Eating Kodak Black. What? Secondly, what on earth has your mama told? And I'm sure that his mom, like, being from Haiti, has real-ass stories about voodoo and how voodoo's probably fuck somebody up. But I wish... That like this whole ass colonized view of what voodoo is was con- did not continue to be perpetuated. Like, what? Like, why are we don't even need the oppressor to fucking downplay our indigenous traditions? We will just do it ourselves. And, we- and it's just fine. I'm like, boy, why would you go to Haiti and not come back? Why would they eat you? Why would they put some type of working on you so that you that so that you can't perform anymore? And why would your mama tell you that <laughs> like if anything if he went to haiti he'd probably come back a lot stronger than he is now like his spirits are so powerful and so strong his haitian spirits are very powerful and really strong his spirits that are connected to Vodou are like what i just that type of stuff really bothers me it like hurts my heart it's like you talking about your own people like the spiritual traditions of your people Like you have access to go to Haiti You are Haitian You have family out there Grandparents And you won't go because Of voodoo Like I saw that interview like boy I don't know if the Haitian brigade Got his ass together Cause like <laughs> I would feel some type of way If you're talking about Haitian people gonna eat you Like mm. But that really blew me. And then that same day that I saw the thing about Kodak, then I read that Chance the Rapper is going on a sabbatical. <laughs> I'm sorry. Chance the Rapper is going on sabbatical to study the Bible. So yes, Chance is taking a sabbatical to study the Bible. He posted on um, IG and, and I quote, this is from Chance the Rapper's page. I'm on a plane headed out the country on my first sabbatical. I'm going away to learn the word of God, which I'm admittedly very unfamiliar with. I've been brought up to brought up by my family to know Christ, but I haven't taken it upon myself to really just take a couple days and read my Bible. We all quote, quote scripture and tell each other what God likes and doesn't like, but how much time do we spend as followers of Jesus to really just read and know his word? I'm definitely guilty of not devoting time to it. So I'm off to read and learn because the next generation of Bennett is here and I need to be able to give my nephew, Charlie Matthew the knowledge and tools to fuck y'all up, LOL. But seriously, he's the first boy of the next line and he needs his uncle to be educated. So don't bother me. I'll be back soon enough with five or more books from Bible read. Oh yeah, and cigarette free. Okay. First of all, I'm not, (laughs) first of all, I'm not laughing at chance. Um, I think, I think it's beautiful that he has found something that, um, he can, uh, (laughs) he can put himself, you know, indulge in and and educate himself on. And, and I think that the Bible is an important text uh, to read. It is an interesting text to read. Um, I actually think it's important for most people to read the Bible because it influences so much of the decisions that we make, that the decisions that we have to make, that we don't want to make, the world around us, society, um, and, and just how it influences so much of our politics and things that we organize around. Pero like, (laughs) it's, it's like. First of all, I don't understand why, you know, the birth of his nephew means that he has to study the Bible and get educated because he's like the first boy or like the first man. He said the next generation of Bennett is here. So obviously because he's a boy, like his last name's Bennett. So he'll be the one to carry on the, the legacy Bennett has changed his last name. So it's important because he's carrying the legacy to now learn the Bible and get educated. I mean, there's definitely things to get educated on. I just don't fully understand how the Bible correlates into all of, all of that. Um, And also, it's like, Chance is so freaking talented and really, really gifted. But, and he seems, you know, quote unquote, woke in a lot of aspects. He really does. But, like, it's almost as if when it comes to spiritual traditions and... And religion, he's just so not woke at all. like he seem, he seemingly gets everything else. And then this the whole Jesus thing it's like a oh, it just I don't know, it's so bothersome because it's like I mean I just have really, really strong opinions obviously around Christianity and and the Bible as someone who studied the Bible. And the parts that make sense and the parts that don't. And it just seems like Chance would not would get that. So I just, I don't understand it. And like a whole sabbatical, <laughs> I just feel like, just go be a youth pastor, Chance. It's like, just, okay, just go be a pastor. Go be a priest. Like, we get it. We get it. You are studying the word of Jesus. I don't know why. I don't know what you get from it. I'm sure he could get so much more from his ancestors because he's so freaking talented. That means that he comes from like great ass talented artists and creatives that he could tap into even more and be an even more amazing artist. And you are choosing like what? I don't, you know, everyone has their path though. But I hope that Chance finds his ancestors at some point. Even if he remains Christian, whatever. I hope that he finds his ancestors. And I hope that he calls them into the work and into the space and into the art and into his politics and into... Because it'll just give us more. You know, it'll just really make... It'll just make Chance a little bit more robust for me. So, And I'll be able to be like, okay, like, he's less annoying to me. Because, oh, God. This is not a bash chance session, but it's just like, yo, you got it all. Everything else is together for me. And then he just gets so annoying with the whole Jesus shit. I think for me, you know how people be like, can you be pro-black and date a white person? Like, and there's always these debates and people are like, no, you can't be pro-black and date white. Or you like, yes, you can. You can still be pro-black and, you know, date who you want to date. I think about like, can you be pro-black and Christian? Like that's that's how I think about and like that's the shit I be want to debate about and, th- and I'm thinking about because I'm on the team of like, um, I don't know. Like I think that you can, but when you really like start to study, you know, the word of God. I mean, it, you know, the word of God and Chris from a Christian context, and you understand. How spirits work, you understand how they communicate. You understand, just like all the all the all the just other shit um, about dimensions, because you're engaging in a work that's not Christianity. So you're able to see the other things that Christianity says you're not supposed to see or do or engage in. And you were like, okay, so I know these things exist, but Christianity is literally telling me that it doesn't. And like Christianity was literally used to like further enslave my ancestors and further enslave people now in in a different way. And it's not just based on like people's interpretation of the Bible. Like the Bible is also very clear in certain in certain things around who is deemed human enough and what is deemed acceptable and not acceptable. And it's not up for interpretation. And a lot of those things are problematic to me. And it doesn't fit within like the, how I envision myself and how I envision the world and how I would want the world to be and how I want to be in relationship with other people. I don't dream of the world that the Bible tells me. Like I don't, it doesn't seem real. It doesn't, it it seems watered down. And so like, because it doesn't fit into my political, like, agenda and ideas. I think that is a I'm just like so how how are how are people still um super pro black and calling themselves like believing in these deities like through Christianity that have harmed like a lot of our people and continue to do that. It just y'all it's just like I'm not even trying to bash, but it. it. whatever. I wish him well on his journeys. I hope that he gets the education that he's looking for Um, because I feel like he's really looking for like some type of to really go deep into his spirituality. It's like, yo, you can really go deep, bruh. You can go deep like. I don't know about how deep you can go with that, but you can go deep. Like you can like feed yourself, whatever you're looking for based on some shit that's actually in your bloodline, you know? So, you know, I ain't trying to go off on Christianity, but like Christianity has done a lot, you know, and and hurt a lot of people and that has to just just be named, you know, It, it does. So good luck to Chance. I hope he figures... I hope he figures it out. I hope that Kodak figures it out and takes his ass to Haiti and stops playing and get these spirits in order so he can come back even more popping and stop being in and out of jail. Because the spirits are already, you know, strong. But he got some shit he needs to get together. So... Ugh, get these rappers, get these black rappers on their ATR shit 2K19. Y'all need to follow in 21 Savages <laughs> on steps. My man's 21. Um, 21 Savage is another popular rapper. He practices Ifa. Um, and someone also told me voodoo, but he was, like, raised in, in the culture. He wasn't, like, he didn't initiate later or, like, raised Christian and decided. Like, not his his people... Practicing for So he was He was raised in this shit That's my boo So I need 21 to start Really doing some recruiting About the The powers of ATR And so y'all all can just Be protected And be out here And making better decisions Than y'all are making And Boom Period That's it
1: <laughs> All you need is a little juju
0: So speaking of Christian Stuff actually This Heal Yourself Um, And again, Heal Yourself is a part of the show where I give you juju tips and tricks on how to heal and how to make our lives a little bit better using a little juju. So this is some Christian, well, this is juju that has been infused in Christianity um, and which is, you know, most things that the black church does is actually just some juju. (laughs) Um, So, you know, like when people, if you're familiar with the black church, um, they'll go up to the front of the church and everyone, like, to pray for them. You put your hands up and do this, like, energy work where we're all praying. all of We're, we're directing our energy to a person who needs to be healed. Or um, you'll also see in church or, like, especially on TV, you know, somebody needs healing. They go up to the pastor, and the pastor, like, pushes their head or, like, pushes the part of their body that hurts. And they're like, oh, my God, and they fall out or they're like, I'm healed and stuff like that. You know, that's some juju shit first of all. Um, but what I'm trying to get to is is laying on of hands and how that is a powerful powerful tool to heal ourselves and heal other people with uh, energy work and the the energy and power that comes from our hands. You know, I'm really sitting here like, "Wait. Did I already use this as a heal yourself before?" I literally don't even remember. Like I might have already said this as a heal yourself, but It did just come to mind. So even if I have said this as a heal yourself before, clearly not enough of y'all are doing it or somebody needs to hear it again. So if that's the case, here we go. Um, So laying one of hands, very easy, very simple, easy magic to heal, like physical pain, especially, or energetic pain, whatever, but especially physical pain. um, What you're gonna wanna do is, so if I have a pain in my knee, for example, I would take my hand, usually my stronger hand. So like the hand that I write with my, my right hand, I will set the intention of, well, it's a little bit different for me because I have been, um, I do Reiki. So I have Reiki, which means that I have been basically initiated into Reiki. So I can do Reiki on my knee, but you don't have to be initiated into Reiki to do energy work and do healing work or to heal with your hands. So for me, I'd probably be like, okay, I'm setting the intention of like, I'm turning the Reiki on so that I can heal this part of my body or that I can adjust whatever needs to be adjusted energetically so that I don't feel the pain, whatever, like Reiki on, boom. But you can just set that same intention. You just wouldn't be using quote unquote Reiki unless you you know, unless you have Reiki. So touch therapy and energy work is very easy. Um, You're setting that intention that you have the power to heal through your hands because we all do. We all do, Reiki or not. And you are just putting, setting that intention and putting your hands directly. You can hover it over the body part or you can just gently rest your hand over the body part. And you just imagine pulling that pain out dissipating that pain, that ache, and seriously, be patient. It's worked for me, and I just tell y'all what works for you to try it and see. Um, You have to have the intention and you have to have the trust and you have to know that we are capable of healing ourselves. Our body heals itself all the time, all day. Like, we don't even know what the body's doing to heal itself. That's how much it's healing itself. So you can do that with the intention. Like we have the power to do that. So if you feel like you're in pain, like with headaches, I like to do it. If you're feeling really tense on a certain part of your body, just kind of rub your hands together, get them warm, say whatever prayer or intention uh, that you want to say, knowing that you can heal with your hands and just place your hands wherever that spot is and just feel that that tension removing. And it's simple and it's. Easy juju, and our ancestors did it a lot to heal people, and they do it in church a lot, even though it can be super exaggerated sometimes. Um, it doesn't have to look like that. Where that's coming from is the ability and knowingness that we can do energy work um, with our hands when we are, you know, praying for someone, um, whether we're doing Reiki or whether we're just doing simple laying on of the hands. We can do that. I heal my like cramps when I have cramps. If I'm like in the bed, I'm doing, I'm doing healing work. I'm just placing my hands, sending the attention and putting them right on my uterus. Like, please go away. And it really, really helps. So, you know, if you got hands, you got some healing. So try that out again. I don't know if I said that before, but somebody need to hear it again. If I already said to try out the healing work, because it's so easy. It's so easy. You just have to have control of your thoughts and trust in your powers bam, easy. You're a healer. We're all healers. Let's, let's Oh, I know. All you need is a little juju. Christianity and just kind of what it means to move from an ATR to, I'm sorry, from Christianity to an ATR and just talk about my experience and just even some of the things that I struggle with because I definitely still struggle. With things that have been taught to me growing up Catholic. So I was raised Catholic. I was baptized in the Catholic Church. Um, I, in Catholicism, for those who don't know much about it, I I believe it's the first iteration of Christianity. It's like the oldest. Christians are Catholics. Um, It is, I consider it now as a spirit worker. Catholics were doing witchcraft the entire time I say they they are the Christian witches they're one of the Christian witches because a lot of what Catholicism was based off of was practices and ideologies and ideas that were based on ATRs that was based on having multiple deities that was based on um fire magic if you will like with candle candle magic um Seasons, just all of the, like pagan, pagan shit Catholicism holds a lot of that and and practices a lot of that So I grew up, you know, baptized Catholic, part of a black Catholic church Um, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, and that's kind of like the Catholic hub Low key, I feel like it's it's Italy, it's Rome, and then there's Baltimore (laughs) It's the home of the Archdiocese, which is like the head leaders, whatever, of the Catholic church uh, so a lot of people there are Catholic. A lot of Black people there are Catholic. Black Catholic churches are popular, like as if you were in New Orleans or something. Um, so that's kind of how I got introduced to religion was through Catholicism. So I went to Catholic school actually from from first gra- from kindergarten all the way to twelfth grade. So I had my like elementary, middle school, Catholic school. Then I went to high school, stayed in a Catholic school. I actually went to all girls Catholic school. So I'm really like Catholic out. That's where I'm going to church. That's where I'm going to school. That's my extracurriculars are all through Catholicism. So I'm growing up getting the narrative of, you know, Catholics don't believe in abortion. I don't actually think, I'm not sure if, what Christians do believe in abortion, but Catholics are like the ones that are like, uh, uh-uh, hell nah, that's a, a sin, a deadly sin. So, you know, abortions were always like a heaven's no, Uh, sex was always hell no, even masturbating, I'll never forget, I was in one of my middle school classes, maybe eighth grade, yeah, I think it was an eighth grade class, and we had these old, old ass, I'm talking about like 80, (laughs) 70, 80 year old white people, white woman and a white man came in, And talk to us about sex. And I mean, in Catholicism, it's basically like on Mean Girls when like you don't have sex because you'll get pregnant and die. That's pretty much what they came in and said and basically said like masturbation is disgusting and, you know, you don't do that. And it's a selfish act and God frowns upon you when you do that. And I just will never forget that because I think from that moment on, it really affected how I viewed Not even just sex, but like masturbation itself. And I still like to this day, mind you, this was in eighth grade. I'm in my (laughs) twenties, like late twenties, that um self pleasure was wrong and that it was evil and selfish because that's what I was told and it still stays in my mind. So sometimes like I I kinda feel that way.
1: All you need is a little juju.
0: I have been on the road to recovery from Catholicism for a really, really long time because I think telling young people that, you know, you're not supposed to explore your body, you're not supposed to be engaging in sex, you're not supposed to like, and and if you are, God is looking upon you and frowning upon you, and you are buying yourself a one way ticket to hell. You know that stuff doesn't just go away; <laughs> like it sticks with you, and so that's something that I'm still trying to work through, and, um. And also being a queer person, being somebody who has dated, you know, people along the gender spectrum. And like, I've just had a lot of moments of really grappling with my religion. Well, my, my former religion, the, but the religion that like was penetrating my mind in my formative years and the years where I'm soaking up everything. I was getting told that my desires were wrong, self-pleasure was wrong. I didn't masturbate until I was very old. Like, I don't remember when it was, but like most of my friends were definitely masturbating and talking about it. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, um, no. And I think a lot of that was just because I thought it was disgusting. And sometimes, like I said before, I still think it's disgusting now, or I think that it's wrong to engage in sex. Um, and I think it's wrong to have sex partners I think is wrong to be queer I don't actually think these things are wrong internally subconsciously somewhere I know that I still do because things manifest and happen and I know it's 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 grounded in those those beliefs that I carry and I think one of the hardest things in now transitioning into a tradition where well let's be clear People will bring patriarchy and misogyny and homophobia and bullshit into any spiritual practice. ATRs are still infiltrated with people who have been socialized in this fucking society and from the, you know, the major religions and the Abrahamic, I mean, and they still bring that stuff into ATR. So I'm not going to sit here and say, like, ATRs, like, don't have anyone homophobic in it. Or, you know, Baba Babalows are less problematic than priests because the people are people and they take their shit out wherever they are in in, in whatever context. So people are definitely still doing that in ATRs. Let's be very clear. However, I think tenant wise, you know, rule wise the homophobia stuff is not really a place Like, there's not really room for that in African traditional religions. Like, it's not anything to my knowledge. And granted, there's a ton of African traditional religions. So, I'm mostly speaking on the ones that I'm familiar with, which is Ifa, Lukumi, Hoodoo, and Spiritualism, and a little bit of Voodoo stuff. There's not this, like, explicit, you know, you're going to hell if you do these things. I mean, hell isn't even... A concept in these <laughs> traditions that I named like the devil, isn't even a concept. Um, good and evil is is isn't really a concept in in the ways that we understand it. So, I've had to like really, really just completely decolonize my mind and unlearn all the things that I was told were wrong. That there's no place for them in my current spiritual traditions, and like. Interpret what that means for me Interpret how how I move Then from that moment And realizing like oh so like There's no shame around sex Like so I don't have to wait until I ain't been wait till I was married so Whatever But like oh I don't have to wait till I'm married Oh I don't have to do XYZ Oh there's no Rule about sex partners I mean there's definitely like Taboos that people Individual taboos that people have There's definitely like guidance around like you know, I mean, like, there's still rules, but it's not based... It's about each individual person's destiny. All you need is a little juju. You know, one of the things that I think is important for me to talk about is this concept of the devil, though, and how the devil, in the traditions that I've named, do not exi- does not exist. Um, and that was kind of a a weird or different learning curve that I had to go through because you know from a Christian standpoint having the devil exist means that it's easier for us to place blame on some sort of like external being entity circumstance that affects us being able to get where we want to go or that affects our growth affects us progressing and you know, it's, it's a bit easier to say, like, oh, the devil is working. Like, oh, the devil is doing this thing. Or, oh, the devil is trying to stop me. Or, this person is the devil. And it really, you know, one of the things that I love about now being a part of an African tr- traditional traditional religion is that it's a lot of the shit. It, you can't blame a lot of shit on other people. There's, I mean, there's definitely, like, okay, the universe sometimes just does shit period. Like things happen. Things aren't always going to be sweet. Things aren't always going to be quote unquote good. Things just happen. So there's that. And then of course, there's always like, oh, somebody's putting a root on me. But nine times out of 10, half the people who think that there's a hex on them, probably ain't no hex. And if there is a hex, it's probably a hex that you put on yourself. So for the most part, there's not a lot of like outside influences or entities or beings that we can blame for why we might feel the ways that we feel. But in Christianity, we have, you know, demons and we have the devil and we can attribute our lack of growth or progress on that thing. And in the transition of going from one faith tradition to the next, you really have to, Commit to your own healing and commit to really learning about yourself because you don't have any fingers to point. For the most part, the finger pointing goes to you and your choices and the decisions that you make to get you where you are. Of course, there's always things outside of our control that is a given and that is taken into account. But we have more in our control than we do outside of our control. And that's something that has been really, 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 really powerful in my healing journey. Because it has allowed me to take control over things that I have control over that I, at another point in my life, would have blamed on something external. There's so much more than we've been programmed to think that we can control. There's so much more that we have power over. And it's not just Christianity that has told us that we don't have control of our lives. It's our organization. Sometimes it's our politics. Sometimes it's, it's a lot of different factors that tell us that we, we have no control. And that the control is in the hands of other people and other institutions and entities. And like I said, some things are. But we have control over a lot more than we think we do. And ATRs are about pulling those things out. And waking those things up and working those muscles the muscles of our control and then taking control <laughs> and making better decisions cuz we ain't got no other outlet I saw um <clears throat> this meme and it's a picture of a a devil like character like a red kind of like character how people generally depict the devil and he's surfing <laughs> And the quote over it is the devil is really working t- today. And then it says, devil. Actually, I'm on vacation. That's all you, chief. That is literally a summary of, like, my experience in an ATR. Half the shit that's going on in my life that I don't like, it's because I've chosen to continue to tend to things that I actually don't even want to grow. So I just felt like I needed to... <laughs> First of all, shout out to that meme because that meme really took me out and it kind of inspired this episode and uh, uh, just a huge thing was it's all about you and your decisions and your practices and your commitment to the work and your commitment to sacrifice. And there's not like just a one size fits all people have to do this thing. At least specifically in Ifa, Lukumi, we all have our individual taboos. We have our individual rules. We have our individual just everything because it's about you and only you. And what's going to be right for Tom is not going to be right for Harry necessarily. Harry going to have his own stuff and Tom going to have his own stuff. And so that has been also another point of it's just been like, okay, these are my... These are just for me. Like, and I can't judge anyone else's life because somebody could have a taboo of they can't smoke cigarettes, but somebody else can have a taboo of it's wrong if they don't smoke cigarettes. Like they need to be smoking some cigarettes for their spirits more. Like it literally just is up to the individual person. And it's not about this thing is a good act that you're engaging in or a bad act. It's just an act. And that essentially you Everything has a consequence. Every action has a reaction. And that's sort of how I look at the premise of these these traditions. And it's less about, you know, here are the guidelines. Everyone needs to do this in this way or you're going to hell. Because, like, there's not even a, a hell. Um, another aspect that I think has tripped me up and trips other people up a lot are are offerings offerings tending to spirits and needing to put in OD work. So, for example, in Christian in Christianity, at least for me, if I needed something, if I needed God's help or whatever, you could pray about it. You would pray to Jesus, Jesus come and help you that's pretty much all you had to do. I mean, you ask Jesus for help. And so, to go from a tradition where the requirement is to just ask to receive, and being in the ATR, you ain't you can't just ask for nothing and then receive it. You got to ask or you or you put in your request, and the spirit don't do nothing for free. No spirit does anything for free. So, if you asking for, I'm trying to get this job, the spirit, like, okay, I can get you that job. And what's in it for me? Can I get some fruit? Can I get some liquor? Can I get a, 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 a cow? Can I get a, a, a rooster? Like, what are you doing for me? And so I think that part of like, you have to put work in, you have to spend money cause you got to buy the, 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 the chicken. You got to buy the offerings. You have to go out and get some fruits different types of fruits. You might need different types of herbs for an offering. You might need different foods. So it's not just get on your knees and pray and hope that that works out, that Jesus hears you know. The spirit gonna hear you in the ATR, but you have to then put in the work to give that spirit something so that there's an equal exchange. Give and receive. What goes up must come down. There's no one way. There's just nothing one way it's everything is transactional in the spirit realm and in this in in this type of these types of spiritual practices and religions so I think people get freaked out when they're transitioning or just looking into an ATR maybe they get a reading and then at the end of the reading they have like some prescriptions that they need to do or things that they need to like Like you might have a certain offering that you need to give to the water. You have a certain prayer that you need to say for this many days. You have a bath that you need to do for blah, blah, blah. Like you have to make sure your shit is in order spiritually in order to receive the things that you're asking for. You can't just ask for it. But spirit is going to tell you what you need to do. So you do those things. And most of the time you'll get what you're asking for, (laughs) to be honest. And if you don't get what you're asking for, you'll get something better. That's just how it works. That's just how it works. Um, so it can be scary to to feel like, oh, I'm getting a reading, like I'm doing the ATR thing. And then you, you get a whole list of things that you need to go buy. It feels like, oh, this isn't right. Like, why do I have to go spend money to get what I want? Why do I have to give a spirit something in order to get it back? It seems like if a spirit really loved me or cared about me, it would just give me the thing. But that's not how it works, boo-boo. Not over here you're going to have to put the work in and you're going to have to make better decisions on top of that. Like you're going to have to clear some things out of your life that might be blocking you from getting that thing. So it's not, you know, Jesus doesn't take offerings more or less. (laughs) Jesus does take offerings, but traditionally, you know, like I said, we're told to pray and that's it. And that's just not how it works over here. So that's one thing that you're going to want to get out of your head because you're going to be doing a lot more than praying. You have to build a relationship with these spirits. A lot of the times you do, they're like, they're really like people. Like you would ask a good friend of yours if you could borrow some money, but you're not going to ask somebody you just met to borrow some money. I mean, maybe you would. But the person who knows you well and cares about you, and loves you, and knows that you're good for it, they are more willing to give you the money than somebody that you just met, or you just came across and asked them for some money. So that's what you have to do with the spirits. You have to get to know them. You have to build relationships with them. You have to understand how they talk, how they um, show you signs and messages. They understand how you communicate, how you understand their signs and messages. Like, it's a whole process. It's not just an ask, and you'll receive. You gotta put that work in with that ask. And then you might have to (laughs) sacrifice, not might, you will have to sacrifice. Whether that's buying something, whether that's an animal sacrifice, whether that is whatever, you're going to have to sacrifice to get the thing that you want Because you don't just get things just because. So that would be my second point. Like, take it out. You can't, you got to put the work in. Listen, even the Christian said faith without works is dead. I feel like that's not always acted on in in Christian faith. But faith without works is dead. You can have the faith that a thing is going to happen, but it ain't going to happen if you don't do no work. Ain't no easy spells. Ain't no I'm going to attract someone to me so I can just do this thing and that's it. Uh Uh-uh. Because if you ain't supposed to have it, I promise you, you won't get it. I promise you won't get it. Unless you good like that. Unless you good like that. I ain't gonna. You might have the juju juice like that. But for the most part, if you're not supposed to have it, you're not going to get it. No matter how. I mean, even no matter how powerful you are. you know? All you need is a little juju. The next thing I would note is. A sp- I feel like. Christianity has really made So for the people who are no longer Christian Whether they're atheist, agnostic Or have transitioned into a completely different faith Tradition um, Christianity really made a lot of people hate religion It made a lot of people It just put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth, understandably so, because people don't want to be a part of something where they're constantly being bashed for having human desires and feelings and wanting to act on them. And so a lot of people I know now who are atheists or even who are practicing in ATR or anything, Buddhism, whatever, Eastern religions are like, I'm not religious, I am spiritual. Because their their connection to religion has been toxic. So people run away from religion the minute that they can, the minute that they feel safe, the minute that they feel like they've decided that I don't actually have to be a part of this tradition that doesn't make me feel good. So I'm I'm like, on all religions. And I was like that too, you know. I When I left Catholicism, I became Baptist. But after I was Baptist... I was just done like I was I'm pretty sure I went straight atheist and then I started like kind of going through different traditions I was like oh maybe I'm Buddhist maybe I'm Hindu maybe I'm a Rastafari maybe I'm like I did this whole thing I was Baha'i I I was everything but I knew that I didn't want to be in no religion I was like "Uh uh-uh I don't do religion I don't I don't mess with religion religion is not safe it is not good for me it doesn't make me feel good When in all actuality, Christianity didn't make me feel good. I didn't vibe with Christianity, but there are thousands of religions in the world. So how can I say that I don't like religion and that I'm just spiritual? You know, like I can't say I'm judging all of, like I said, the thousands of religions that exist in the world from all over the, from, from everywhere, from every corner of the earth. I'm saying I don't do that because of one. I just don't do that one. So I had to open myself up to learn about other religions. And I realized that when you are a part of a spiritual and African spiritual tradition, that is a religion. You know, if I look at me, that is a religion. Um, who do some people don't consider who do a religion. I do because there are practices, there are deities. There is, there are rules, quote unquote, um, that, 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 folks can follow or just like around guidance um to help you live live your best life. So, you know, when people come into this ATR space with the whole like I don't do religion, I do spiritualism or I'm just spiritual, it kind of takes away from me like the impact of what these tradition means. Like ATR, this is an African traditional religion a lot of these practices have been around for thousands of years, or if not that hundreds of years. And our ancestors weren't just out here willy nilly just talking about their spiritual and making shit up. You know, they, they had, they had um, divine instruction on what they were supposed to be doing. And they documented those things, you know, orally, and you know eventually through writing but they they documented these divine instruction. and so that is that is what makes up the rule books of a lot of our tradition that is what makes up how we understand the concepts it is very much a religion it's not what you you can't come into these practices and pick and choose what you're going to do you can't come into these practices and say I'm going to self initiate myself into Oshun you can't come into these practices and say I'm going to just do whatever I want because that's what, cause I'm just spiritual. No, this isn't the, this definitely is not the space for that. ATRs are not the space for that. Um, because it takes away from like, it just, it, I think it just kind of, it, it takes out the context of what these practices are. They're not just some made up shit. Like they've existed thousands of years because they have structure and dogma and, and rules and ideas and concepts that people have followed, making it a religion. So this is, it's this is bigger than a spiritual practice. Now, if you're eclectic and you don't follow any certain religion, that's fine. But you can't say like, oh, I practice e5 but I'm just like spiritual. Because it's not just a spirituality. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. So I think, um... I just wanted to add that in there because I just think Christianity has just to, and, and just Abrahamic religion in general has tainted a lot of how we feel about religion. And so I'm just offering a, a new way to, to understand religion and to not X out all religions and just jump to spiritual because you had a bad experience with just one, like with just one. And it was probably Christianity and that is not an accurate representation of Majority of the religions that exist All you need is a little juju I kind of want to go back to What I was saying before around Good and bad Like concepts of, of good and evil And how as a Christian I think One thing that they were pretty good at Was outlining the things that are good And outlining the things that are bad and there's, for me, I felt clear on what those things were. I felt clear that, I, you know, I knew sex before marriage was bad and that could send me to hell. I knew that, um, adultery was bad and that could send me to hell. I knew that being envious could send me to hell. And I don't know if this is all Christians in Catholicism. Those things are just, No. Is that the Ten Commandments, child? I'm so rusty. You would think I didn't go to no kind of Catholic school and I wasn't growing up in the church. I don't remember nothing. <laughs> I'm like, i mean, I think that was in the Ten Commandments. So, yes, Christianity did a really, really good job at telling us what was good, what was bad, where you would go if you did a certain thing. They did great with that. And in so this concept is hard to explain because... And in, in at least the ATRs that I follow and the ones that I have done research on, this idea, and even beyond ATRs, just most um, traditions that are not Abrahamic, the concept of good and evil is really tricky to understand. And it's not something that is so clearly laid out like it is in Abrahamic tradition. So essentially... There is no such thing as good and evil. Everything just is. And I know that's like woo woo. But things just are what they are. There's not actually a definitive list of this thing is bad, this thing is good. Everything is what it is. Everything is energy and everything has a consequence. Whether that consequence is one that works on your that you believe works in your favor, or one that you believe does not work in your favor. Now, I know even saying this, people are like, but so, you know, beating someone, beating an innocent person isn't bad. Um, Because there's, you're saying there's no concept of good and evil. So it's not evil to just go up to someone and like beat them up for no reason, somebody that you don't know. So yes, socially, we would find that act as being negative as being irresponsible as being violent as being whatever and those that type of act can get you in trouble so we are socialized to not just go up to random people and beat them because there will be negative consequences there will be quote-unquote negative consequences for us in a spiritual realm I think um So maybe we could say, well, why did that person just go up and be, start beating someone up? Do they have some kind of, did they get taken over by a spirit and that happened? Were they going through a mental health crisis and that happened? Were they, did they think that that was someone that they knew who stole some money from them and that happened? Like, and then at what point does it become not evil anymore? At what point does it become, is it good? What point? Like there's nuance. And I think once I left Christianity, I realized that those experiences are nuanced. And not everything is just like this is Because no thing is just completely good and no thing is just complete, completely bad. There are reasons that things happen to people. There are. Karma is real and karma is not how people use it today. Like, oh, you know, I'm walking down the street and I trip somebody. So now, you know, the next day I'm a trip. Somebody's going to trip me or I'm going to trip because I trip somebody the next day. That's not how karma works. Karma works throughout our lifetimes, like our expansive lifetimes. So like I I was a dictator An abusive ass dictator In a past life I have been living out karma From being an abusive dic- An abusive dictator In this current life Like as me right now Like I've been told that And the things that have happened to me Throughout my life Were Some of them have been a result of The past life abusive shit That I did to people And you know, it's like, so people have done really mess, messed up things to me. And that is what I had to experience because I did some really, really messed up things to people or like my ancestors did really, really messed up things to people. And they never paid that karmic debt. So I've been paying karmic debt. Like we are all are paying karmic debt. And so it's not just about like good and just this thing of like good and evil and that's it Because nothing exists in a binary So s- labeling things As just things just are Means that things are more Than perhaps what They seem to be um, Things Are and, and things have consequences You're going to reap what you sow You're going to reap what you sow And you don't have the right to inflict trauma onto people. And not because it's good or bad. That's just not one of your rights. Does that make sense? I know it's really, really complicated. And it's hard to grapple with because we are used to labels and binaries and no, and lack of nuance specifically around our spirituality and our spiritual traditions. But all of that shit is, nah, it doesn't work like that. Beyond ATRs. It doesn't work like that. And a lot of other, most other spiritual traditions that are Abrahamic, it doesn't work like that. Um, Hmm. Yeah. So things just, just are, they are what they are. And we pay for the things that we do. We pay for the things that we do and we pay for the ways that we, that we make people feel, you know, we have to pay for that. So With that, it's like, okay, so you're going to want to make people feel... You should want to make people feel good. You should want to make people feel supported. You should want to make people feel loved. Because if you're not making people feel that way, you're opening up a lot more opportunities for you to feel unloved and unsupported and all these other things that people don't want to feel. So I probably really butchered that explanation, but I'm just trying to highlight the fact that there is always just more and anything that tells you that an experience exists within like these, these weird dichotomies, it's just like that, that, that nothing exists like that. It's never just black or white. There's in, in anything. So it's especially not our spiritual practices, especially not our spiritualities, which are so full of just a bunch of shit. Um, Uh, Lastly, I would say that Decentralizing Maleness Has been a really important part of embracing African traditional religion Because Men Are not supposed to be the center of those religions. Um, these religions are very, I mean, they're very woman-based. They're very centralized around the leadership um, and work that women do, like centered around that, at least they should be. But like I said, people bring patriarchy and misogyny into everything. And it has, and it has definitely touched and tainted our traditional practices. Um, but again, growing up Catholic, you know, men were the only priests. There were no women priests. There's no women in the pulpit Women don't have much of a role. The Pope is like the head of the Catholic church. He's a man who will always be a man. Um, women can't preach. Women can be nuns. That's the highest that, you know, women can go in the the Catholic hierarchy. So going from a, a tradition that just really centered maleness and centered what men thought that women could do with their bodies uh what men thought about who could be in leadership who couldn't what men thought around who is actually um, whose identity is pure enough to be acknowledged meaning you know women are acknowledged they can't be they can't take on leadership roles Like we can, but they can be acknowledged. But like non-binary people, what is that? That doesn't make sense. That is not something that God created. You know, trans people wasn't much of a conversation around that. It was men, women, men are at the top. Women serve men, period. But you can be nuns though. (laughs) And from that to being in a tradition where there's so many powerful, I mean, just, so much feminine energy, so much of the practices centralized around what our foremothers were doing, what the goddesses said, what the goddesses are doing, how the goddesses feel, praising, you know, Mother Nature and Mother Earth and the spirits of, of, of waters and all the things that are crucial to our lives that we need are, are based in feminine energy. And it's not centered around maleness, but I will say at least in Lukumi, um, which is the, which is Ifa, Cuban Ifa, essentially, you know, they have, and Santaria too, they have taken out like there are no Iyas. And again, Iyas are high priestesses, you know, women in the tradition. There are no Iyas in Lukumi. They're only Babalaos, male priests. Because Lukumi, Santeria, was deeply influenced by, you guessed it, ding, 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 Catholicism. And so because they saw, you know, priests, there was priests, they was the head niggas in charge boom, Babalaos, they was like, oh, bet, okay, we're gonna do this too, Babalaos had niggas in charge, ain't no, ain't no high priestesses, nah, and that has continued to exist to this day, and a lot of people say that, you know, that was, that's a critique of Santeria and Lukumi, it's like, it's a fraternity, it's a, it's a all-boys club, there's obviously women, there's Santeras, there's Women who are really high up And there's still actually practices That center around the importance of women And you know when you salute A Baba Lao, you're saying The names of Three women When you salute a Baba Lao. Um, Because the women are who give The babalaw the power to be able to Divine And You know so there's there's So Yeah, it's it's complicated, right? Because, I in in Lukumi, there's it's still a women based centralized tradition, but it's been so influenced, like a lot of the ATRCBH, by Abrahamic tradition and just society in general. Those things start to infiltrate, and then it gets all messy and confusing. It's like, wait, what? But you still can feel like that, that, that undercurrent in Lukumi, like this is actually, uh, a tradition that celebrates femininity. You can feel that undercurrent even, even when it's like, but how come women can't be Iyaz in Lukumi? But women can be Iyaz in traditional Ifa, and Yoruba, and Yoruba, uh, the Yoruba tradition, women can still be eos. Um, So I think having more of a say and being honored in a space has felt different and been different because being Christian, it really didn't mean anything to be a woman. It wasn't celebrated. Not in my experience. But again, you know, houses, elays, very... Who's in charge varies The type of energy that you feel In that space varies But these things are supposed ATRs are supposed to be Empowering as fuck For non-men Empowering as fuck Because our ancestors Looked to Non-men To lead to make decisions, to guide, to heal, to love, to create, to manifest. And seeing that these traditions are hundreds and thousands of years old, you know, that's what our ancestors were doing. So that's what they've been sent grounded in. And just Christianity for me just was not. And it just meant a lot of shaming, a lot of body shaming, a lot of shaming for existing. So I think those are just a few of the things that I've had to think about and grapple with and try to understand. And and I'm still trying to understand. Like, I feel like a lot of things I didn't explain to you all super clearly because I'm still trying to get the language. Like, I'm still trying to get my thoughts together on it. I'm still trying to... Unpack and recover. I'm still a recovering Catholic. I mean, I went to a school. I don't know if you all have ever seen The Keepers. It's a Netflix documentary, and um, trigger warning for a mention of um sexual assault and rape. But it's a it's a documentary about a school in Baltimore my high school that, um, was basically a, a sex ring and they were selling the girls who went to my school for sex to the community. I mean, to police officers, to government officials, to, uh, to the priests at the school, to other religious leaders. Um, and it was just a ring and that's not an uncommon story. Is not an uncommon story in Catholicism. And I mean, like, that's where I went to high school. It wasn't happening when I was at the school. It was happening, I think, in the maybe 60s? 70s? Which really isn't that long ago. But I say that to say, like, that is. The tradition that I'm coming from, I grew up hearing about priests, priests that I knew around me being called out, going to jail, being in court, like highly publicized priests in the community who were accused of rape and assault and sex trafficking, kids That is that is not something that just goes away and that you don't think about anymore. Like this has impacted me. These things have impacted my family. These things have impacted my community and my old spiritual community. And it's um it's heavy, it's heavy, it's heavy, it's heavy. And Unfortunately, like I said before, you can't escape it. There are are people who practice ATRs who are doing, just completely going against all types of stuff. Bible laws and and priests saying that, you know, doing readings and and telling a a person that, oh, the reading says that you have to have sex with me to get rid of this illness that you might have. Oh, the reading says that we have to get married or you're gonna lose all your kids. Just wild stuff. If I ain't never told nobody that. Well, I can't say what if I never said, but no, that is abuse. And it just makes me sick that I have tried to get away from that and the shit is still everywhere. So I'm not gonna sit here and romanticize ATR is like everything is all good. No, people are gonna be people, and people are gonna taint up a thing. But at least I know that what this this stuff is rooted in is 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 goodness and actually just wants me to be the best person that I can be, and just wants everyone to be the best person that they can be based on their individual practices and individual rules <coughs> and whatever else. Excuse me, y'all, I'm getting hoarse. So, yeah, these are just all things that I've had to think about and still thinking about and still trying to unlearn. So, I hope that this gave you all insight because I know a lot of people here are just, like, learning. They're not sure which path to go. Check them all out. Do your research. Talk to people. Um... Reach out, but don't be discouraged because you think that, you know, you got a reading and now you have to go buy a bunch of fruit and take it to the to the lake. That's just what you have to do in these things, in these traditions. Because spirit don't work for free and it's going to take more than a prayer. But the stuff works. But we can't carry and we can't look at Or interact and engage with these, this religion, these religions in the same way that we, if you are, you know, transitioning from being Christian or you used to be Christian, we can't look at them the same way because it won't work and it'll be confusing and it won't make sense. You have to have come in with a clean slate, ready to understand why things are the way that they are. And you have so much more of a rewarding experience and not trying to, you know, compare. I mean, you can compare just generally, but like, not like, oh, well, how come I didn't have to do this in Christianity, but this is supposed to be better. This is supposed to be like, mm-mm. that's not how you're going to get far in this, in this tradition or these traditions. Faith without works is Zed. Oh, But don't, but let go of that shame, boy. And I'm talking to me. You know, I have a lot of shame to let go of. Sometimes I think, like, my ancestors don't want me to have sex. Like, I, I will project so many of the things that I learned about myself. I'll just project it onto my ancestors and say, like, oh, they don't want me to enjoy myself. They don't want me to, you know, be with anyone sexually. They don't want me to, and it's just like, who, when did they ever say, why would they not want that? Why would they, they used to be human. My, My ancestors used to be human. If nobody understands, they understand. If no one, if no deity, if no nothing understood, the ancestors understand. Because they, they've they been here before They've been around a the block They know what it's like to be human They know what it's like to have desire And wants and needs They know what it's like to mess up They know what it's like to make mistakes They know what it's like to get your back blown out Like they know And they know that there's nothing inherently evil Or wrong about that even if they were Christian ancestors. A lot of them still hold the same beliefs that they had when they was on this plane. Um, like generally, like they they were socialized to understand spirituality in a certain way. And a lot of times they still hold that when they die. But now that they ha- now they just have more context and more information. But a lot of times, you know, our ancestors will try to contact us or speak to us through the Bible. I do. Not so much anymore, but they used to a lot more. But that's, you know, the ancestors who are around me and communicating with me a lot, some of them are my immediate ancestors and they were Christian people. They were Catholic people. So if they have a message for me, they're going to tell me through the Bible. They're going to tell me through Psalms. Because that's how they know how to tell me. But that doesn't mean that I have to follow that tradition. And that doesn't mean that they want me to follow that tradition. That's just how they know how to communicate. And so that's why it's important to build out these relationships that we have with our ancestors, with our deities, whoever, so that we know how they communicate. And that if, you know, one time I was walking, I was thinking about my ancestors and this woman came up to me and gave me a whole Bible she gave me a Bible. And I was like, the first thing I said was, oh, y'all want me to, y'all want that? Like, y'all want this on your altar? Or y'all want me to read a specific verse or whatever? And then I just opened the book and I read it. And I was like, oh, okay. But I didn't interpret that moment to be like, oh, my ancestors want me to be Christian. Because that's not it. Because they know that I found peace and tranquility. They know that I've found goodness and that my life has deeply improved, <laughs> completely improved since, I have really started being, like, devout in in my spirituality and in my religion. But, like, you know, I haven't X'd out the Bible completely because that's how they be talking to me sometimes, and that's cool. So, I don't know. I just say that to say, you got this. Be open-minded. It's not going to be what you are immediately used to, but it's going to be what you're used to because it's what exists within you. You're not going to be used to, you know, seeing somebody chop a chicken's head off for you to have a good destiny, but that might be what's what's necessary. And and it's okay. And you'll get used to it. (laughs) You'll get used to it. It'll be fine. And it's for your betterment. A sacrifice is so important. It's so, so important in these traditions. So keep that in mind. Listen to this episode when you feel like, you know, you don't know if you can do it or you're scared or... You're scared or you feel like things are demonic and all that foolishness. And you know what? I didn't even talk about that. <sighs> This whole thing around everything being demonic. So many of us. Well, I ain't I ain't a part of this us anymore. But so many people are just scared. They're scared. That's all I hear. They're, they're scared. They're scared to build an ancestor altar. They're scared to sit at their altar. They're scared to pray. They're scared to light the candle. They're scared to get a reading. They scared. they scared. They scared. They scared. Just like Kodak Black. Scared to go to Haiti. We scared to connect with our ancestors. He's scared to connect with his ancestors. We are just scared. Why are you? Okay, I won't ask why are you scared? I know why you're scared. We have been socialized to be afraid. Especially if we were former Christians or we were sociali- socializing to some other Abrahamic faith. But all of us have been socializing in Christianity for the most part. If you were in the States listening to this, you're influenced by Christianity, whether you weren't even born Christian or not. Because it's all around us. Oh my God, everywhere. It's on our money and in and the holidays and, and in the Pledge of Allegiance and everywhere. There's no separation of church and state. So they told us to be scared. They made us scared of our own stuff. Imagine, imagine. They made us scared of our own ancestral practices. They made us afraid to talk to our own people. They made us afraid to talk to our family. They told us that spirit work is evil and demonic. They told us that if it wasn't Jesus or God, it was the devil. They told us our families are the devil. Black families. Our black deceased families are evil and demonic and devils. Y'all, we can't sit there anymore. We can't believe that anymore. Those are lies. Those are lies keeping you from fulfilling your destiny. They told us that none of this stuff works, it's evil, or it's ridiculous. And the people who have told us and socialized socialized us to believe those things know it's all a lie to. Because they know how powerful it is to connect with an ancestor. They know how powerful it is to be able to tap into your own gifts that you have, that we all have. And they know how dangerous it would be for them, for us all to know about our gifts and to, to own them and claim them and work them and train, train ourselves. All I can say to you now is to stop being scared. I don't have no other advice but we we actually can't afford to continue to be afraid and we can't afford to continue to walk around here knowing that your spirit wants you to do something else knowing that your spirit wants you to forge a deeper connection um, with your with your ancestors with your your spirit guides but you still won't do it because you're scared. I've said this before it's okay to be scared but that's that's scared being scared gonna have to come with you grab scared by the hand and and come on and build that altar and talk to your people and get that reading that you need or talk to that person that you've been want that that um spiritualist that you've been wanting to talk to do that uh that spiritual bath you've been needing to do get the it's not uh uh-uh Cause we can't continue to allow these people to tell us that talking to our ancestors is bad and and demonic. Are your ancestors demons? How'd that sound? My people ain't demons. And also the whole concept of demons is, I guess that's a whole other episode, but demons aren't necessarily that bad. Demons is just means intelligent ones. Demons exist. They're real. Demons are not necessarily quote unquote evil. <laughs> like in other faith traditions, demons are not looked to as like necessarily evil entities. There are entities that do wild shit. It will have you confused and messed up and broken, hungry and sad and depressed. There's not necessarily a demon, but that's going down a whole other path. Y'all know what I mean at the end of the day. they your people are not evil, Your indigenous practices are not evil. They actually kept our asses alive and kept us safe and still do. So you cannot allow this thing that you're trying to move from, meaning whatever tradition you're coming from, probably Christianity, stop you from connecting. That's what it wants to do to stop you from connecting. But no. Cause then it still has that hold on you and you have to actively try to, to challenge yourself and challenge that and say, no, that's not what I believe anymore. No, I don't believe anymore that masturbation is bad so I can do it. No, I don't believe anymore that worshiping false gods is what? No, we are all gods at the end of the day. We all have divinity within us. So what? We know that there are multiple deities. We know that just depending on where you were born decides what your spirituality would be and what your spiritual practice would be. Like there's so much out here. There's just, how could one thing ever be true? Christianity did a good ass job. Christianity did a good job of having us all out here confused as hell I'm just choosing not to be confused anymore I'm just choosing to go with what I know you know my answer what worked for them what my what works for my ancestors that's gonna work for me and the traditions that have been existing even before Christianity was thought of I'm gonna go with that it still exists. And it was around before Christianity was like, I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with that. That sounds good. That sounds like something that is sustainable. And, and there's not that many, you know, deaths of humans associated with my spiritual practices. I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with that. Christianity got a lot of bodies. Got a lot of bodies. <laughs> like... So please move with that fear. Cuz we don't have time. We don't have time. You see the world was going on around us from the climate to interpersonal stuff to society to the money, to the politics, to the everything. Yeah. <sighs> to the president, to the leaders, to the schools, we don't have time to be scared of ourselves anymore. We do not have time to be afraid of our ancestors, AKA our families, anymore. It's time to get free. It's time to create the world that we want to see. It's time to take back our shit. The time is literally right now. It's not, it's it's in this moment. So please, 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 I beg of you, move with that fear. You ain't going to go to hell. If you go to hell, then tell the devil, I said, you can switch me out for you. Because you ain't going to go to hell for doing what your instances did. You ain't going to go to hell. Ain't no such thing. And even if there wasn't such thing. You're gonna go to hell for building an altar For your people For building a A a place that says hey You're my family I'm welcoming you into this space Is that demonic God The time is now y'all time is now All you need is a little juju Okay loves today we get to wrap up this show with a listener letter Yay our first listener letter Um well I mean y'all be asking me questions like on IG and stuff But this is the first time someone actually wrote into the email And asked me to talk about something specific So let me read the message to you all Um Hey Juju, I'm so happy you're teaching us what belongs to us Thank you Oh, the subject is removing myself from an ended relationship So I need help with with removing myself from a relationship That lasted four years and ended almost four months ago The relationship is officially over But for some reason I can't It's probably supposed to say can't I can't just ghost him He doesn't make it any easier because he won't ghost me either We both definitely need to heal our mental state is getting worse from this situationship. Please send tips or talk about disconnecting from an old lover. I hope this is clear enough. Thank you. Kissy face emoji. Um, so to the listener, they sent this 11 days ago, but last episode, you know, we had an interview episode, so I didn't get to answer this listener letter. So I will do it now for you. Thank you for writing in. Um, so firstly, I would say... I mean, the reason that y'all can't just let go of each other is because you still love each other and you're still holding on to that past, holding on to the past, holding on to the relationship you used to have, holding on to the good times that y'all had. You're not ready to fully let go and embark on this new journey that you both, I mean, y'all broke up. So clearly you want to experience something new and you want to take a step into a different direction. And you've already said that you need to both heal um, and that you, the relationship is officially over. So really I think just y'all holding on to that relationship is basically just because of comfort and being afraid to take that next step Or that leap into something new and unknown And I get that that That's hard and it's scary And it's really hard to let go of a freaking ex It is But To be honest It's really just not worth it Especially when you recognize that like Your mental health Or your well-being is suffering By continuing to latch on to someone That you don't need to be latched on to anymore I would really ask yourself why you are continuing to engage in a relationship that you know isn't good for you anymore. And um, really try to think about what it is that you're seeking. You know, do you need attention? Do you need love? Do you feel like he was your only support? Do you feel like what are, what are you trying to get from that? And then give those things to yourself. And look for those things elsewhere in places that make sense. First, starting with yourself and then finding love and support from, you know, your friends. Finding love and support from your family or other people that you um, consider trustworthy in your life. Because because you know that this is just not good for you and you're not getting the things. I I assume that you're not getting the things that you're looking for from it because one, y'all broke up. And two... You are writing to me saying that, like, you just want this to be done. And so I don't even know if it's necessarily about y'all having to ghost each other. But because you all are both suffering because of this relationship, both of you all can make the decision to end the relationship and commit to doing some healing. And whether that means y'all reconnect, excuse me, reconnect at another point or not, because you all clearly still care about each other make promises to each other that you're going to do better and that you're going to commit to your own heal- healing and commit to growing and commit to, to trying new things and opportunities and not limiting yourself um, in, in uh, putting yourself in a, in a situation that you know isn't good for you or that's toxic or that's harming your mental health. That's not going to do anything for you in the future. So that's what I have to say on on that point. And now I can give you a little juju to put with that on how to how to clear yourself and rid yourself of of exes and people that you don't want into your li- in your life anymore. So I'm going to talk a little bit about a cord cutting ritual. And a cord cutting is just like what it sounds cutting the cords from people, places, and things that you don't want to be connected to anymore. And this cord cutting ritual is very simple. There's a lot of different ones, but this is the one that I tried that I did with someone I didn't want to be friends with anymore. And that worked very well and was pretty simple. Okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to want to imagine. Well, I'll tell you how I did it when I did a cord cutting ritual a while ago to rid myself of some friends, actually, that I didn't want to have anymore. So I imagine myself standing in front of this person that I was trying to get rid of from my life. I You imagine a cord going from your belly button to the other person's belly button. So that's what I did. So I saw this person in front of me. Let's say her name was Jenny. I saw Jenny in front of me. We had a cord connecting us and we were probably standing like two feet from each other. This is all happening in my imagination. I'm creating this scenario. So I get an actual pair of scissors, not just in the, you know, in the imagination realm, in the physical realm, I grab a pair of scissors. And so I'm imagining, you know, homegirl in front of me. So I take the pair of scissors and I just snip it. I snip that cord that is connecting us. And I did this nine times. So then the cord would come back. I would imagine the cord coming back and we would be a little bit farther from each other than we were the first time. So the first time we're like a foot from each other with the cord, I'm cutting it. And then the cord comes back. But the cord comes back and now we're two feet from each other. So I snip the cord again, boom. The cord comes back. But this time we're three feet from each other. I snip the cord again, the cord comes back. So each time I'm snipping it, we're getting farther and farther apart. On that ninth time, this will be the last time that you do the cord, that you cut the cord, you cut the cord in the middle, you imagine both of you turning your backs on each other and walking away. Or So you can literally physically in the physical realm turn your back and walk away from the spot that you just did the cord cutting ritual, or you can just imagine after you do that last ninth cut, You imagine that person turning their back and walking away to the point that you can't see them anymore. Like they're just completely out of your scope. So each time you're doing that cord cutting, you're creating even more and more space between you and that person. And that worked for me. And I only had to do it um, nine times, that one cycle of nine. Some people have to do this cord cutting ritual regularly. Maybe every other day depending on how deep the connection is you're going to want to keep doing that cycle of nine the keep cutting and keep having that person just move farther and farther away and eventually disappear from your sight very simple working that you can do um black walnut baths I have never taken a black walnut bath but I have heard countless times that that is a good way to rid someone and to clear their energy uh from you so Finding some black walnut. You can Google how to do a black walnut bath and try that if that's what you want to do. Spiritual baths also really help with that. Cleansing baths, hyssop, herb, rue, herb. Um, I would probably put some, um, some rosemary in there too um, for domination in the working so that you get to decide what happens. And if you make the decision that the cord is cut, the cord will be cut um because you run the shit with that rosemary, that rosemary's lit. Um but yeah, try the cord cutting ritual because it's easy, you don't need much. You remember you're cutting in your imagination, but you're also doing it in the physical realm to just like kind of even just show you the act of I have these pair of scissors in my hands and I'm cutting that cord that is connecting us. It worked for me. I hope it works for you. I hope this advice was helpful. So, you know, always a little juju is is always a healthy tool And remember with the juju Like we said, faith without works You gotta make better decisions You can't keep doing the cord cutting ritual And then texting the nigga, every, you know, every day That's not gonna help That's not gonna get you all to be in a better place So that you all can heal And if you guys love each other I can tell that you still care about each other Love each other But you're holding on to something out of comfort And that's not what's gonna get you into the next the next stage in your life into a better place with a better partner or a better lover or if y'all are meant to be allow y'all to go you your ways heal and then you'll come back and and be better so I hope that was helpful thank you for being um the first writer I don't want to say your name because you know I don't know if you want me to but this is my homegirl, y'all so she, I'm happy that she wrote in yeah so remember you all can also email me too on my website it's jujubay.com and um, at the bottom you can send me messages or you can just email me directly at the jujubay at gmail.com whichever one you want to do and um, yeah I think uh I think I've talked y'all's heads off enough for this episode. So thank y'all again for tuning in. I am so appreciative of you always, always, always. Again, shout out to my patrons. If you would like to donate to a little Juju podcast to help sustain, you can find me on patreon.com slash Juju Bay. You can hit me up on the cash app. All of this will be in the show notes. Again, please subscribe. Please rate. Please let folks know that you like this podcast and let's spread the juju gospel together um what else what else what else i think that's it. rate subscribe comment shout me out screenshot on ig let me know you're listening let me know the topic send me listener letters whatever y'all want to do hit me up i appreciate you all deeply and remember all you need is a little juju later y'all